0: Hello, and thank you for tuning to Fire and Rain Ministries, where fire purges and rain washes. Today, we have an exciting word to share with you from Apostle Allison J. Cross, and we know that you will be encouraged by what you hear. So sit back and relax, and remember, she has a word for you from the Word.
1: of Christmas,
2: go ahead and open us up with prayer. Sure. Hallelujah, God. Gracious God, our Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus, saying thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for all things great and all things small. Thank you, Lord God, that you have kept us from last week to this week, God. Thank you, Lord God, for the uh, teachers, we're about to receive i pray god that we will hear everything you have for us to hear god and let us uh, apply it to our lives god mm-hmm. as prophets that you have called us to be bless our instructor god keep her mind focused and sure of the things that she's saying lord god and i pray bountiful blessings be upon her god upon everyone who is attending this class those who are um, streaming and those who shall come, and listen to the replays. I thank you, Lord God, just for this opportunity, just to learn the more of who you have called, chosen, anointed and chosen, anointed and called us to be. I thank you, God, for the equipment right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And thank God.
1: Amen. Praise the Lord! I tell you what, I've been enjoying the school of the prophets. How about you guys? <laughs> I sure have.
2: Yeah, but don't put it to end. I know, I know.
1: It's like I love to teach. I love to make sure that people know that they're getting the truth, the the word, and the truth for real. It's, it's a lot of stuff going on nowadays that's not necessarily the truth of God. And the one thing that I am a stickler for is getting the truth. Amen. And so that's something that you know we want to always do. We've been talking about. The prophets. We uh, did the overview. We talked about a couple of prophets last week. Today we're going to talk about the prophet Jeremiah. The prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah. He he was really interesting. <laughs> you know, he was um, just to give some uh, background and history of the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a prophet who lived in the southern kingdom of Judah. Okay, he lived in the southern kingdom of Judah during the late 17th. Uh, century, seventh century, and early sixth centuries, he's considered as one of the major prophets. Now, we did talk about the fact that the major and the minor prophets, uh, they were um, stated that way, not because of their importance, but because of the number of books that were written. When I was coming up in ministry, I first thought that, you know, one was less important than the other. Then as I got more into ministry and you know learning the Bible and reading and studying I learned that that was not the case that it wasn't um based on importance it was because of the number of books that they wrote and also um Jeremiah was really emotional (laughs) he was emotional I'm gonna let you guys know it's okay to be emotional we have emotions and passionate I would say even to the next level, he was very passionate about what he believed. And as prophets, you have to be passionate and steadfast and unmovable about what you believe. You know, if I see something that says that the um, how can I say the earth is the earth is round, okay? I believe that. I'm not going to refute that the the sun is yellow or orange whatever you call it. that's what we believe we're passionate about the things that we believe and once you know something beyond a shadow of a doubt can nobody change your mind unless you allow it to be changed prophets unless you allow your mind to be changed and i want to say don't let man don't let the enemy change your mind once you know what god has called you to once you know what god has said do not let anyone change your mind, stick with the word, stay in the word, know that God has called you. He's chosen you for such a time as this. And Jeremiah was a very passionate man. He was born into a priestly family. Um, He was from Anathoth, located about three miles northwest of Jerusalem. Okay. And when Jeremiah uh, started his prophetic ministry, he was young. He was young. He wasn't you know he wasn't an old man, he was young, likely in his early 20s, and what was he? He was called by God to speak to God's people. Have you been called by God? To mm-hmm. speak to his people? Are you passionate like Jeremiah about what you've been called to do? And you know he was called by God to speak to his people, but when he was called by God, he was um it was during the time of great political and religious upheaval mm-hmm. think about that he was called during a great time of political and religious upheaval where are we, now? are we now
2: same place
1: we are right back there it's almost like the bible has gone full circle hasn't
2: it yes
1: from the time of um you know in the book of genesis and you got all the stuff going on in between there up until the coming of christ and it's almost like we right back there Because we have political unrest, we have religious upheaval. I mean, you have all types of stuff going on in the name of God that ain't God. And I know that's not great English, but it is what it is. That's not God, right? Mm -hmm. And when you look at Jeremiah, his message was focused on calling the people of Judah to repentance and warning, warning them of the upcoming judgment of God. Part of what we are called to do as prophets, we call people back to repentance and warn them, if you don't get it together, this is what's going to happen. And you know what? It don't even take a rocket scientist to know that if you stick your hand over a burning flame, you're going to get burned. It don't take a rocket scientist in the kingdom to know that if you disobey God and you go outside of the prescribed parameters of holiness and what God has called us to do, you're going to get burned. And we have to warn God's we have to yeah, God's people because some of God's people is doing the fool and we have to warn them, hey, get on back over in the kingdom now. Come on back and see, that's what a prophet does. We see, we warn and we compel them to come back to God. Mm-hmm. We don't compel them to follow us. We compel people to come back to God, to turn from your wicked ways. See, whole nations have fallen away. We'll talk about within the United States. Whole states have fallen away. yeah. And there's a remnant left in each state because God is not going to leave us without a, a way to bring people into the kingdom. So he has his remnants literally here helping people, calling them back to the father. You know, I, I enjoy Apostle Ron's uh, messages. He's so passionate. He's like a Jeremiah with a hammer boy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he go after. He goes after, but you know what? God had to raise him up. God mm-hmm. took him through many. And like all of us, he takes us through many areas of training and raising up in order to get to where God has called us to be. It's not going to be a cakewalk. It's not going to be easy. Apostle Ron, what is, uh, what do did, what did they say in the Marines about the few? Is it the few, the proud, the brave?
3: <laughs> yeah, the few, the few, the few, the proud, the Marines.
1: Yes, see, yeah, it's a few Christians, yeah. That everybody is not going to wholeheartedly go after the things of God, it's a few, yeah. There's a few, that's why there's two roads a wide road and a narrow road. And I'm bringing this down into the, um, the thought of it's a lot of Christians on that wide road,
0: yeah.
1: It's a lot of Christians on a wide road because they refuse to do what God has called them to do for real. Yeah. You can do stuff. You can have an outward appearance and deny the power thereof, or you can tighten up your belt, put your armor on, and be a soldier in this kingdom
0: yeah, of God. Exactly.
1: We have a choice, prophets. We have a choice as to what we're going to do. Jeremiah, I'm telling you, he was very interesting. He was, he was focused on calling people to repentance. He was focused on that. What is your focus? What is our focus right now? Is our focus on calling God's people to repentance or is our focus on us? That's something that we really have to look at. So what Jeremiah did, he spoke out against idolatry. Yeah. Before we have idolatry today. We had a lot of idolatry going on. He spoke out against social injustice. He spoke out against false prophets. And he called for the people to return back to the worship of god we have to literally call the people back to the uh, repentance. You and see i think that's where some of the prophets and i'm not talking about the prophets of all i'm talking about the prophets today have got it twisted very few prophets that i listen to and i'm not saying every prophet is in this boat but they're not calling god they're not calling people back to repentance there are uh pacifying their flesh they're telling them you're going to get this 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 and this and very rarely do i hear a message coming out of the mouths of prophets come back to god repent the kingdom of god is at hand and that is what we got to get back to that people we have to get to that because there's people out here dying there's people out here slipping and tripping and dipping and they losing it and they need to be shook up and called back to the kingdom amen One of Jeremiah's most famous prophecies was his warning that Jerusalem would be destroyed and the people of Judah would be taken into exile, into captivity by the Babylonians. They were taken into, but he warned. And the prophecy was fulfilled when the Babylonians destroyed Jerusalem. It took a lot of the Jewish people into captivity. He prophesied it, it was fulfilled. And also, when Jeremiah was prophesying, people resisted him. People resisted the prophet Jeremiah. People are going to resist your word. Yeah. People are going to resist you. People are not going to want to hear repent in turn when I'm doing what I want to do. And it looks like the money is gravy and people doing this and that and people doing what they want to do. People are not going to want to hear it. Why? Because they're getting away with it right now. They're getting away with it right now but it's not always going to be that where there is a time there's a judgment coming you know and so his prophecies were met with resistance and persecution and he was also known as the weeper prophet you know one of the things that i know for a fact just by being in ministry for years is that there's going to be persecution there's going to be resistance People may not want to hear what you say. They may not want to believe what you say. But if it is coming from the throne of heaven, keep on saying it and keep on doing what God is saying, do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Another thing that happened to Jeremiah is that he was opposed by false prophets. They didn't want to, you know, the false prophets, they had something to gain. They had worldly things to gain. Jeremiah, his was eternal. It was kingdom. He had a kingdom mindset and he was opposed. The false prophets that opposed him, they literally had their own agenda at hand, their own agenda. They preached a message of peace and prosperity. And we know that God wants us to be to prosper. He says in his word, I would that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. So we know that God wants us to prosper, but there is more to uh, prophetic ministry more to it than just uh preaching peace and prosperity and and we have to look at that it's also righteousness it's also the kingdom of god it's also doing what thus saith the lord and not just what we want to do and so when you look at the book of jeremiah his book not only contains his prophecies but also his personal revelations on his prophetic ministry and his experiences of oppositions and suffering when you read that book you see he suffered you know he cried he wept he came up against um the false prophets i believe it's in uh jeremiah 23 you can correct me if i'm wrong you see the 18 or 23 one of those chapters when it talked about that um you know he was um he was just undone he was through with what was going on in the different areas he literally told you know was saying let me get my bible but he was saying that you know, I see what you're doing. The people of God—they they, were—they were—they were turned away. Those prophets were causing um God's people to err and follow after their own stuff and the intent of their own heart. And I think that's in Jeremiah 23. I don't have my big old Bible here with me, but but you can, if you looked at it, find. I believe it's in 23, and it ca- it says that he they cause God's people to err, to err. How did they do that? How did the uh, false prophets, uh, they were prophesying, it's also said they were prophesying out of the intent of their own heart. And how in the world did they do that? How did they get that much leverage with people? When people once knew God, that they could literally turn them to a whole nother um, belief system and then cause them to walk in error. I would say nowadays is because we don't, people don't know the word like they should. Whenever you don't know the word like you should, you will, uh, you have the potential of getting into air. I'm going to see if I can find that. Uh, people to air. I may be able not be able to find it. I know it's also in Isaiah nine sixteen, but it's also in Jeremiah where it talks about uh, the intent of their own heart.
3: Yes, yeah, that's, that's Jeremiah. Uh, that's twenty six verse twenty six.
1: Okay, you want to read that right quick?
3: Yeah. We <clears throat> um, start at verse twenty five. Mm-hmm. I have heard what the prophet said. Yes. That prophesy lies in my name. Yep. Saying I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of deceit of their own heart. Yeah. Which took, which think to cause my people to forget my name mm-hmm. by their dreams, which they tell every man to his own neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for all. The prophets that have a dream, let him tell a dream, and he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the shaft of the wheat, saith the Lord? Hmm. Is, not, is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks rocks into pieces. Therefore behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that steal my words everyone from his neighbor. Behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that use their tongues and say, he saith, Behold, I'm against them that prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord, and do tell and cause my people to error by their lies and by their likeness. Yet I sent them not, nor commanded them. Therefore, they shall not profit this people at all, saith the Lord. And that and when the people or the prophet or a priest shall ask their saying, What is the burden of the Lord? Thou shalt then say them, What burden? I will I will even forsake you, saith the Lord.
1: Mm-hmm. stop right there. So we see that Jeremiah was very serious. he was very serious about what he said, and he was call, he called him out, yeah, he literally, he wasn't biting his tongue, he wasn't mixing his words, he wasn't trying to please man. and as God raises various ones up in the prophetic ministry. We're not going to be biting our tongue. We're not going to be mixing words. None of that. Because we have a job to do for the kingdom of God. And we're going to do it to the, not only to the best of our ability, but our natural ability, but God is going to give us supernatural spiritual ability to fulfill what God has called us to do.
0: Yeah,
1: And, you know, that's very serious. And so a little bit about <clears throat> Jeremiah's personal life. He was uh, the son of Hilkiah, a priest, and that's in one one and again i say he lived in anathoth and that was his hometown and he also what he did was he was able to escape because of the persecution by his own townspeople you can find that in jeremiah 11 18 through 23 and persecution of his own family found in jeremiah 12 6. now let's not get it twisted our family is not go- all of our family is not going to like what we are doing some of our family May be into a whole nother religion. They may be into the saying, which is diametrically opposed to what we believe. Some of our families or close friends may be into other religions, and there they will literally tell you, no, you're wrong and we're right, and this is why you need to come over here. I have a lot of friends, I'm gonna say associates, sorry, I have a lot of associates, people that I know and known for years that are in other religious sects, s-e-c-t s there are in other religions but you know i give them the word i try to influence them for the kingdom but if they're not coming over into the kingdom i'm not going to be fooling with you like that because you're not going to influence me to come over which by god's grace i never will many people who started out right ended up in other in other areas they there was a seed somewhere that caused people a person there's a seed planted somewhere that will cause a person to leave the faith of christianity and what we believe according to the word of god and go over uh to a whole nother religion there's a there was a seed planted somewhere and because it wasn't dealt with properly it caused people to go into a whole nother realm and then if they have influence they drag people over to where they are that's a very scary thing that's a very scary thing to not only mess your life up to mess a whole bunch of other people life up so we have to be careful um well another thing about Jeremiah that was very interesting he was forbidden by God to mirror a wife or to have children to symbolize God removal of joy and gladness and marriage from Judah because you know they was clowning so that was an example and that's um, Jeremiah 16:1 through 4 and verse 9 he was a loner as well he was a loner but I want to say this to the prophets out there one thing you don't want to do Is you don't want to look at a prophet from the Bible and just because we have certain attributes that every single thing that they went through or did that we're supposed to do. You know, in other words, one of the prophets laid on his side for it, you know, was laying down for a year. I don't believe God is gonna say lay down for a year. That's just me. I mean, if he speaks to you, you know. And so we don't want to take it to the extreme from in the respect of, and we know a lot of things that went on in the Old Testament, the grace of God by Jesus coming that, you know, we're not under the law. But we can look at the attributes of the prophets from the standpoint of they were adamant about doing God's will. Now, Jeremiah was also very sensitive in nature. He was mild, he was timid, and he was laid back but he was also uncommonly bold and courageous now think about that i'm a laid-back person but start messing with my god start talking crazy about my god start disrespecting you're gonna see the lioness come out <laughs> you know and it's okay to be mild-mannered manner but one of the things is we have to be balanced we have to be balanced in all things. We can't be over the top, over the top, over the top and there's no balance in our lives that that will mess you up. One of the things that happened to Jeremiah is that he was subject he was subjected to hatred. He was hated and to suffering wrong. He also, you know, he was called the weeping prophet. And in Lamentations 3 and 1 jeremiah described himself as a man who has seen many afflictions he's seen many afflictions as we walk down this road of life in the prophetic ministry in ministry period as children of the most high god we're going to suffer many afflictions but the bible says many are the afflicted wait how does that go but god will deliver us from them all yeah he'll deliver us from them all so that means that as we go forth in the ministry that God has called us to, we are going to suffer. There are going to be things. People are going to lie. People are going to cheat. People are going to steal. But God has got our back. And also, um, Jeremiah, he stood the course. He didn't back up. He didn't back down. When you look at his prophetic ministry and how it started, he was chosen god chose him before birth to be a prophet before birth why is that significant because god chose him man didn't choose him god chose him when god's hand is on your life and he chooses you there's nothing that man can do about that not one single solitary thing man can't do anything about it god chose you that's the bottom line right Am I right about that? <laughs> right. Hallelujah. Amen. When, God, when God chooses us, there's nothing that man can do about that. And I'm excited because that lets me know that if God be for me, who can be against me? If I'm doing his will, his will will come to pass. We just have to stay the course. And you can find that in uh, Jeremiah uh, chapter one, verse five. He was ordained to be a prophet while he was still young. Jeremiah 1.6. He was ordained to be a prophet while he was still young. And we have a lot of young prophets out here. And the thing that we have to do is we need to nurture them. We need to help them come up in the kingdom and not, you know, just young by age. I'm also talking about being young um, um, in the spirit, being spiritually young. Because there's a lot of people now in ministry that may be spiritually spiritually young and they need help. They know they're called to something. They don't know what. It's up to us that are mature to help lead God and direct them to, you know, how they need to function, operate, you Know the you know, the tenets of the faith. It's more than just standing up with a microphone prophesying to people. We can. People can open their mouth and the devil can fill it if they being used by the devil, and Definitely. give out, disseminate information. Happens all the time. So we have to make sure that we're on the right side. And another thing is, with the prophet Jeremiah, he was constantly torn between his love of God and faithfulness to Him and his love for um, his duty in his country. Jeremiah four nineteen in 8 20 through 22. so he was torn he loved his country but he loved God as well and he was kind of torn by that and so the one of the things is he was so devoted to his duty as a prophet because he knew God called him he was devoted to what God called him to do and he was so devoted to his duty as a prophet and so dedicated to his God-given mission that he could not stop speaking The message of God, even though at times he felt like giving up, he's human. Jeremiah 20, verse seven through nine, you know, and there are times as prophets, you may feel like giving up. God has given you a phenomenal word to share with the people. God has graced you with uh, awesome abilities in the kingdom. But sometimes in our humanness, we feel like Lord Jesus, if you don't help me now, (laughs) you know, well, I mean, and that's what was happening with Jeremiah he has human and you have human feelings you don't have to worry about being so spiritual you don't have to worry about being so uh, spiritual that you will literally lose who you are we have humans Jesus wept he cried he had feelings and I think sometimes um, I think sometimes people feel like I think sometimes people feel like if they show their human side, that it will be a mess up, that they Mm -hmm. won't be taken seriously, that they have to be so um, religious. You don't have to always walk around saying, oh, thou, um, thou art my friend. (laughs) come close to to me my brethren my no we don't have to do that okay the thing that we want to always do and recognize is that we are human and you know jeremiah he was human of course and he let his humanness. you know he wept and you know he had he had issues with people not following god but he was he showed his humanness as well But yet he was devoted to God and he couldn't stop speaking that message. He couldn't stop speaking it. Did you know that in Jeremiah's 40 years of ministry, he never once saw any positive response to his message? Yet he patiently and bravely persisted in the mission that God has called him to do, despite the fact that he was unheeded what does that mean people didn't heed the warning he was humiliated and persecuted but that did not deter him even though he didn't see it that didn't deter him from saying i'm going to speak the word of the lord whether i see it come to pass in my lifetime or not see he had it he he got he got it he understood that what god was calling him to was so important that whether i see it come to pass or not i will not stop speaking what thus saith the lord i will not stop calling his people back to repentance and even though you know i'm sure it broke his heart to do it at times and say you know what if you don't stop that you're gonna be out of here i know it was painful for him because you know we as prophets we as people we love people Mm -hmm. but what did he do he continued to wholeheartedly declare the whole counsel of God to unrepentant people no matter whether he's seen them repent or not I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you 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 because you're not gonna be without excuse you're not gonna be able to bring an accusation against me that I didn't tell you what God was saying and that's something that we have to do that's something that we have to do Where was Jeremiah in his ministry? He began his work as a prophet during the reign of uh, Josiah. That's uh, Jeremiah 1, 2. And he prophesied for the next 40 years. Think about that. He didn't stop speaking the word of God for the next 40 years. He was serious about, are you serious about what you are doing, prophets? When you don't see your word come to pass, will you still hang in there? Just because it didn't happen like that. See, God has his own timing as to when things are, they need to happen. When, um, Jeremiah prophesied, he prophesied during the 40 years, which led up to the destruction of Jerusalem and the exile of its inhabitants and in the ba- to the uh, Babylonian captivity. So he was, you know, if you look at that, he was seeing all kinds of stuff happen. He was seeing people taken into captivity and everything. Okay. All right, let's see here. We were prophesying Judah, you know, had turned away from God. Judah had turned away from God and had made an alliance with other kingdoms. They made alliance with Assyria, Egypt, and Babylon. They made those unholy alliances, okay? As prophets of God, we want to make sure that our alliance is with God and God alone. Because people will try to present themselves to you to, hey, you can have this platform or, hey, you know, come and prophesy to my people. You know what? If God says I will, but if he won't, if he doesn't say it, I'm going to stay where I am. Amen? Amen. Now, Judah turned away from God and made those alliances with them, Assyria, Egypt, and Babylon. Now, when you look at the death of Josiah, uh, following the death of Josiah, who was actually the last good king of judah all those other kings were wicked and they led them away from god don't get caught up with wicked people that's trying to lead god's people astray okay they'll look good on the outside but if you wait on that discernment to kick in you'll know who to get rid of I'm not talking about killing them either. I'm talking about just get rid of them. Get them out of your life. If they're not going to turn to God and do what God has called them to do, then they need to be gone. Okay? Let's see. I'm not going to go into all of that. But some of the kings that were after um, Josiah was Jehoiakim. I mean, Jehoahazah, Jehoiakim, and Zedekiah. Those are kings that were reigning as well. Now, from a religious standpoint, what did Judah do that Jeremiah was so upset about? They have forsaken God and they turned to idols. That's what you see a lot of. You say, well, how is that relevant to me today, Apostle Cross? I'm glad you asked. It's relevant to all of us today because it is easy to set up idols without even knowing it. And we have to be so careful about that. It's easy to even make ourselves an idol to ourselves. When we begin to think more highly than our of ourselves than we ought. What have that, what, what just happened? We've become our own idol. So we even have to be careful of that. You know, and then when you look at the wickedness of the people uh it's seen in the fact that god was saying come back to me through the mouth of the prophet turn from your wicked ways stop sinning. get rid of those idols and god will help us if we let him god will help us to help other people but sometimes other people don't want to help mm. so when I find someone not wanting to help, I leave them to themselves. You have to. Because sometimes if we keep praying for people and praying for people and they're never being buffeted by the enemy, they may never return.
0: Hmm.
1: Because we keep putting that 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 hedge around them through prayer. Sometimes you got to let people experience stuff, so that they will turn and come back to God. Amen. You know we do, and it's that almost seems kind of um, unholy, ungodly. It almost seems kind of like you don't love people. No, I love you, and so I'm gonna let you. Um, I'm gonna let you do what you do, and that way, when you get done getting chastised by the lord you said well that's me no it's not because the bible says whom the lord loves he chastens and he scourges every son so if you are a son of god if you are doing what god has called you to do but you start doing foolishness and things god's going to will he'll get you he'll bring you back he'll he'll love on you and he'll lovingly restore you but we can no longer allow people to just you know do what they do and we end with it no i'm gonna cry loud and spare not And if you want to go on and be idolatrous, if you want to go on and do what you do, do what you do. I'm going to let God handle you because I have other stuff to attend to. I've told you and I'm not going to sit there and babysit you. Okay. When you look at the basis of Jeremiah's message, it was really interesting because, you know, the basic message of Jeremiah prophetic work, you can look at, um, uh jeremiah 25 11 and jeremiah 30 11. when you look at jeremiah 25 11 it says and this whole land shall be a desolation and an astonishment and these nations shall serve the kings of babylon 70 years and when you look at 30 11 it says though i make a full end of all nations where i have scattered you yet i will not make a complete end of you but i will correct you in judge justice and will not let you go go altogether unpunished so what was god saying here even though it had got to the point to where people these countries these nations that god loved they were going their own way god said i'm going to correct you but it's going to be injustice i'm going to bring you back but you're going to go through some stuff Jeremiah's message can really be surmised as repent or perish bottom line we as prophets cannot um talk to people talk to countries cities nations whoever god's called us to we can't miss what mince words nowadays it's so serious Is either you turn it it may be your very life that next day we don't know repent he was like repent or perish and sadly It went unheeded by many, it went unheeded. Once you do your job, don't babysit that word you release, let it go. Let God, you know, do what he needs to do. And if the person listens, you know and he may touch your heart to go back but if not leave folk alone, leave them alone. Amen. His message was of stern warning against inevitable doom because we know it was going to happen of the babylonian captivity in jeremiah 25 verses 1 through 14 and if the people didn't repent of idolatry and sin so it wasn't that jeremiah was a prophet of doom and gloom gloom he was a prophet of righteousness and he was letting them know hey if you don't repent and you got all this idolatry and sin going on this is what's going to happen to you What can, we learn from, what can we learn from Jeremiah? It would do well for us to look at that book and say, you know, look at the similarities of the times of Jeremiah and the times of today. It was, it, it, it's uncanny. It's like, wow, everything that we're seeing now is like a replay another thing is that we can draw from uh the prophet jeremiah is that he had a devotion and a duty to the lord and he was persistent he was he persevered you can find that in jeremiah 27 chapter 20 verses seven through nine another thing is check it out national sin Brings national judgment.
0: Hmm.
1: National sin brings national judgment, and this is what Jeremiah. It seems like he was trying to get the nation. I don't just. I'm not just trying to get one. I'm trying to get the whole nation to come back to God before the whole nation get judged. Nineveh about Nineveh was about to get the smackdown <laughs> before Jonah went there because they was doing craziness he didn't even know that's a whole we'll talk about jonah later but national sin brings national judgment and also jeremiah one of the things is he spoke of sorrow he's when you when you look at jeremiah it it speaks to me of sorrow patience grace self-sacrificing love of jesus for his people we can see that in Jeremiah and we can see that when we compare it to Christ Christ was a man of sorrow he wept he went through a lot and we know that by reading the scripture Jesus was patient he had a lot of grace he sacrificed himself and so you know not to go any further into Jeremiah but I just wanted to um go into some of that because we as prophets will experience that we will experience some of the same things that Jeremiah went through but he is showing us how to go through it he is showing us that you know it says that Jeremiah was a loner you know it's okay to pull away but don't isolate yourself prophet don't feel like you have to isolate yourself from people in order to be who God has called you to be that's not balance it's not balance. you have a life it's okay to go eat ice cream or If you don't, you know, sugar-free keto ice cream, whatever. (laughs) It's okay to go out and fellowship with people. It really is. But what we don't want to do is we don't want to isolate ourselves and be an island unto ourselves. Because if you do, you will literally begin to um, hear from yourself,
0: Hmm.
1: for lack of a better word. If you don't have someone that you are accountable to, in ministry, in leadership, that you can bounce things off of, that you really trust, and they—they they have to have a heart of God and no like ill intentions and all that stuff. Don't be going around trying to find people to cover you. You know, if God, got will put in your life who need to be there. He'll put in your life who needs to be there, and and that's okay. You better be careful who you say you want to cover your ministry make sure that those people are truly right discern what spirit they are coming from be able to discern um are they of god or are they of the devil and the only way we can discern that is if we have a relationship with the father if we don't have a relationship with the lord and he is our all in all and our everything he says he'll lead us and guide us into all truth so that tells me that if there is someone that you are attached to he gonna lead and guide you into all truth and he's going to show every person that's lying he's going to show that he's going to expose them to you so you won't be caught up in foolishness at the end of the day see he god loves us so much that he doesn't want us to be tricked he doesn't want us to be hoodwinked he does not want us to be bamboozled he wants us to be right with him amen amen and right for him and doing the right thing and not being led astray not being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine when God sets you in a place of being who he has called you to be he's not going to have people connected to you covering you helping you they have ulterior motives never because why did i say that because jesus didn't have an ulterior motive when jesus was on the earth the greatest prophet that ever was he was here number one to do the will of the father number two to uh yes bring people back to the father and then also to you know die for our sins so that we could be righteous before him a person that does not have your best intent at heart prophets in ministry that it'll be all about them it will be all about them and it'll be all about them it'll be all about their money and it'll be all about them you know they're not so we want to be careful of that and again god will lead god and direct us into all truth amen uh let's see what time is it here we're going to keep it around an hour one moment yeah we got time we're going to talk a little bit we're going to get into hosea we're going to talk about hosea Hosea, he was an interesting man, wasn't he?
2: He was. Boy,
1: I tell you, I don't know, brothers out there that are listening. I don't know, could you be a Hosea? <laughs> <laughs> he, he has some stringent requirements, didn't he? Oh my God. Hosea, he was a prophet who lived in the northern kingdom of Israel uh during the eighth century. He's considered to be one of the minor prophets of the old testament and is known for his message of God's love and faithfulness. There it is again. He was known as God for his message of God's love and faithfulness despite Israel's unfaithfulness. That's the kind of God we serve. God is faithful when we're not faithful. I can honestly say there are some things that many of us have done. We should have been wiped out. But thank God for God's grace and mercy.
2: Yes, Lord.
1: Just think if we were back in the day when. You know, you did something that was off with your head because you did it. Boom. Man, I wouldn't have a head, a leg, an arm, a toe. They would cut everything off. <laughs> because God. we have all fallen, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I'm not, not making light of it. But what I'm saying is we've all done something and have, you know, when you look at um, Hosea, God was faithful to Israel despite how unfaithful Israel was. And when you look at Hosea's prophetic message it was very unique he had a unique message in that it was expressed in his personal life experience that God instructed now this is the part right here God instructed Hosea <laughs> to marry a woman named Gomer okay oh, Lord. Gomer prostitute. was a prostitute and as a symbol of God's relationship with the people of Israel, Gomer's unfaithfulness to Hosea symbolizes symbolizes Israel's unfaithfulness to, unfaithfulness to God. Thank God for Jesus that God doesn't require those type of things today. You
2: Thank
0: know,
1: you. I don't know if God, you know. But anyway, I'm not even going down that rabbit hole. But anyway, Gomer's unfaithfulness to Hosea symbolizes Israel's unfaithfulness to God, and yet. Hosea remained faithful to her symbolizing God's love and faithfulness to Israel no matter how many times we mess up God I no matter how many times you fall get up repent dust yourself off get back in the game get back in the fight it's okay I'm not saying it's okay to sin but if things happen I mean we sit every day in word thought or deed I have to constantly say the blood of Jesus over my mind constantly why because we live in a world full of everything you can't even go in the store without here, somebody cussing somebody out you can't go in the store without hearing worldly music what do you think all that it gets into our mind sometimes we may come out of the store and it was a, a song playing get in the car and all of a sudden that song stuck up in your head
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know so we sit every day and word in we're of Now, when you look at Hosea's prophecies, Hosea's prophecies were focused on calling Israel to repentance and warning them of the coming judgment of God. And he spoke out against idolatry. There that idolatry is again. That seems to be a common thread with the prophets. They were speaking out against idolatry because they knew what they was dealing with. They knew and see they were eagle eye prophets. They were seers. They were dreamers. They they heard God. You know, they they had a no relationship with the Father. And so when God began to talk to them, they heard him clear. But you better believe they spent time with him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They wasn't just doing what they wanted to do. I have to get on myself sometime. I have to keep myself in check. Now you know you need to get in the word today. Turn it off. And get in the word today get into your prayer closet get into your quiet place today because it's so easy things move so fast in the court it's like 24 hours means nothing i need like eight hours added to the 24 so i can finish everything but that's one of the jobs of the enemy is to get us so busy that we don't have time to spend with god we can get so busy with christian stuff with with things you know ministry stuff that we don't have time to spend personal time with god and that's what he's saying get back to your time with me so hosea hosea spoke out against idolatry (laughs) social injustice that's what uh jeremiah was doing Mm -hmm. that's also what amos did amos was toe up with those people boy oh boy i can't wait to get to amos (laughs) and he also spoke out hosea spoke out against false prophets and he called the people To return to worship to God. See, we can't mix in with the false prophets. We need to call them out. We need to detach. We need to ask God who was in our circle so that we can say, you know what? If we are in the wrong circle, we need to make sure that we are detaching from the wrong people. Because you stay attached to the wrong person too long, whatever's seeping in through them will begin to seep into you. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Yeah. I, I know I'm right on that because you are- when you begin to associate, affiliate, and connect to people with ungodly character, wrong motives, all type of stuff, it could have the tendency to seep onto us. Look at what happened to Lot. Look at what happened to Lot. I mean, come on now, you all up in Sodom and Gomorrah. You want, but you just had to have the best looking place. You just had to have what you thought was good for you. Prophets, don't go after what you think is good for you. Go after what you know God wants for you and has for you.
0: And Mm -hmm. instruct
1: that you do. Because sometimes God's instruction don't line up up with what we want. Amen. God's instructions may not line up. And so we have to be open to what God is saying I'm sure that Hosea's desire see it didn't lie when you look at that who what let me let me move on because I'm, I'm about to go down a whole nother level okay so when you look at Hosea one of his most famous prophecies was his message of God's love and restoration to Israel despite their unfaithfulness he described God as a loving husband Who would never give up on his unfaithful wife and promised that God would ultimately restore Israel to the places of blessings and honor? So we have to say, you know what, Lord, no matter what I want and how I want it, it's about what you want and how you want it. Many, 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 many people have a lot to say about what they think God is doing. And i'm gonna even go a step further in marriage and as a single person listen i used to have this list (laughs) i used to have this list on who i wanted my husband to be from everything to physique to the look to the money to the this to the that and if he ain't got all that then he surely can't be for me i'm surely i'm looking at What Gomer did I'm sure That Hosea Didn't sign up for all
0: that
1: He didn't sign up for all that But but listen Get out of your minds Get out of our minds That we we got this list Okay And God got to fulfill that list How about we just get on the page With God and let him give us The list and let him fulfill the list amen amen single men and women of God let and he gonna do it he will do it so throw that list out <laughs> the only thing on that list that really need to be on that list if you're single is they have to love God with all their soul all their might all their strength and love God above everything else mm-hmm. because God has to be first okay so get get rid of all we get we got to get rid of them list now when you look at Hosea when you look at the book of hosea it contains not only his prophecies but also his personal reflections on his prophetic ministry and his experience of love okay betrayal and redemption that sounds like a movie don't it yes love betrayal and redemption <laughs> yeah he was betrayed and it's considered to be one of the most personal and emotional books in the old testament When you look at Hosea's ministry overall, his prophetic ministry was focused on calling Israel to repentance and warning them of the coming judgment of God. That's what we do. We focus on God. Bring your people back. People get back to God. Get rid of your idols. Get rid of the affairs that you're having. You're saying you love God, but, you know, your heart is all over the place. No, we are reeling it back in. It's so easy to do, people. It's easy because we're human. And, you know, we have to guard ourselves. Guard your heart with all diligence because out of it flows the issues of life. And even for married people, married people have to guard their heart because it's people that come To uh, up on marrying people where it may seem like they can offer me something better than what I got. Mm -hmm. And then when you get something better than what you got, you're like, oh, I wish I'd have kept what I had, Lord Jesus. (laughs) It was a lie. (laughs) You know, and so we have to be careful. So, you know, Hosea, he was so, you know, wow. (laughs) You know, when I look at that, all I can say is wow sometimes because I don't know, I don't know people that could have did that you know and i have heard of some people that you know after you know things went on they you know they did what they did but i just don't know if i could have had if i would have had that grace let's look a little more deeper at hosea sorry i'm just getting my pages lined up here now when you talk about hosea's name Hosea's name means salvation, deliverance, help, or God is salvation. What an awesome name to have depicting where God had him. Okay. So when you look at the fact that his name means salvation, his prophetic ministry was an attempt to see Israel delivered from sin and brought back into proper relationship with God. Right. He was a prophet of the northern kingdom, as I said, and his addresses, the, those that he addressed in the northern kingdom were tribes and seemed to have an intimate, or the tribes that seemed to, seemed to have had an intimate knowledge. You know, he had an intimate knowledge of the northern kingdom. He knew, see, and when, you, when you're doing God's work, we have to have a working knowledge of what we're doing. Not only of the word, but you better know if God is calling, causing you to go to a group of people, a city, study the city, study who God is calling you to address, you know, know some of their cultural ways. If you're talking to people in another country, know their culture, you may say something that may offend them and it may be totally fine for you. But that culture, you may be offended and then you've cut off the ability to reach them. So another thing is that Hosea knew who he was talking to. Okay. When you look at um, another thing about Hosea, he made reference to, he said, our land and our king. uh, That's in chapter, uh, Hosea 1, chapter 2 and 7, 5 in his prophecies to the north. And so he was identifying with that land he was identifying with the people same thing that nehemiah did remember nehemiah you know he hadn't even been uh to jerusalem where the walls were um the gates were uh walls were broken down and the gates were burned with fire but he identified with the people and this is what hosea was doing he identified with the people and you know when he referred to israel by name israel was one of the largest tribes in there which was ephraim and ephraim he may have been an ephraimite you know you want to look at that um as a prophet he was a temporary of amos then what did amos do amos denounced he had denounced all social inequalities of his day and the exploitation of the lower class people see back in, in amos day he he was he was trying to help the little man. He was trying to help the underclass because the people of high class status, so to speak, they were literally um, putting the foot on um, the back of the people of Amos's day, and he didn't like it. When you look at Hosea, he was also concerned with the political and religious and moral evils of that nation. He really was, and that's something that You know, as we go forth as prophets of the Most High God, not only are we concerned with people, we're concerned against the political agendas. We have to pray, people. We have to pray. Hosea had real compassion for his people. That's one of the things that we want to make sure is that we have real godly compassion for God's people. When you look at what Gomer did, it gave him insight into God's grief over Israel's sin. God's grief over Israel's. I mean, that's a very grievous situation to be affiliated with or to even be in. That after the spouse has gone out and did God knows what, but God knows who, take her back. Because this is how the grief that you feel in your heart that's what i'm feeling towards Mm -hmm. israel that have gone a whoring after other gods that's really something to think about hosea went through all of that but in what he went through and i think apostle christmas you did something about um get through your go through or something like that yes and he got through what he went through because god of course god helped him and he knew beyond the shadow of an hour that God was speaking to him when most of us would say, "Lord, I know you ain't saying that. I'm out of here." But through that, he was able to passionately, passionately speak what God is saying from a firsthand point of view hmm. Because he felt the grief, the betrayal. He felt all of that. When Gomer did what she did, just like God felt when Israel did what she did. And that's why Hosea was able to be so passionate about what he did, what he said. Let's see. And so one of the things is when you look at it, and wrapping that up a little bit, I'm not I have there's so much I could talk about with Hosea, but the the basic thing I want you to get out of Hosea is that when he heard what God said and he obeyed what God said, he then was able to feel what God felt for his chosen people. And therefore he was even able to speak From a almost a first hand point of view, it wasn't something that somebody told him. It wasn't a message that he copied off the internet. It wasn't any. it, It was personal. It was personal because when God makes it personal for you, you can speak. You can speak. Give me one second. Let's look at what else I want to say. When you look at it from a moral standpoint, morally, Israel was in ruin and decay. God was heartbroken about that. When Gomar stepped out on her husband, he was heartbroken about that. He was heartbroken. When you look at um israel in their you know moral decay they were mixed with the world hosea 7 8 they had corrupted themselves 9 verse 9 they practiced fraud and deceit chapter 12 verses 7 through 8 they trafficked with women in shrines verses 4 14. so morally they were toe up. They was doing everything against God. They attempted um, to be religious even though they were vile. And a prophet that can see will see that. They were immoral and they were ungodly. Chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Also, when you're looking at it from um, religiously, Jeroboam had introduced calf worship, and Ahab and Jezebel led the people into Baal worship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He led them; they led them there. Hosea, what did he do? In in summary, against Israel, he said he said it all in one word: harlotry. Harlotry. Israel had joined herself to a false god as a prostitute, would join herself to many men's. harlotry, but he didn't back up. What did Israel's spiritual whoredoms include that Hosea dealt with? A lack of knowledge, Hosea 4, 1 and 6, idolatry, revolt, pride, Transgression of the covenant, covenant, speaking lies against God, Hosea 7:13, continually turning back from God. So Israel had literally committed spiritually, spiritual adultery for so long, they forgot who God really was and really didn't know nothing about him. But Hosea did. People can do stuff for so long, it no longer has a shock value. People can do stuff so long, I'm going to say it again, it no longer has a shock value. Mm -hmm. The first time you do something, you know, that's out of order. Oh, man, the guilt, the burden of it all, the need to repent, to get clean with God. But the more you keep doing it and doing it and doing it, all of a sudden it just ain't so bad because a callus is being built up Any you have anyone ever had a callus on their hand and when you touch that callus or on your finger or whatever and when you touch that callus you don't feel anything that's the same way with sinning over and over again eventually there's a callus you see it you know it's there but if you touch it you don't feel it because it's covering your skin and so you no longer have that feeling that emotion that desire to repent and this is what hosea was doing he was like you know what you guys gotta repent (laughs) you gotta repent you're gonna be up out of here you gotta repent when you look at israel during that time of hosea they were also in a political upheaval they um were in turmoil and upheaval and how many of you know that as god has called us to do what he's called us to do when you walk when we walk into places many things will be in upheaval it will be in torment because people have left god and then they say well i don't know why god allowed this well i don't know why god is doing this you know what i'm not god don't ask me go to him is your life right you know you might want to check your life the bible you know and so when you look at this it was a lot going on in jeremiah's day in uh, Hosea's day it was a lot of requirements could we even fulfill any of those requirements today as prophets could we pull away and and be like you know not isolated but could we stay in that quiet place in our spirit with God now Jeremiah he was known as a loner but today can we get alone in our spirit with God
2: Mm -hmm. or
1: have we opened ourselves up so much to everything and everybody that there is no secret place there anymore. Mm -hmm. And God is saying, I want that secret place back. I want you to be so in tune with me that as you hear me speak, you will obey my voice and a stranger you won't follow. No matter what that stranger is saying, no matter what that stranger is offering you, because I'm telling you prophets of the most high God, people are going to offer you stuff. People are trying to buy you a gift. People, I've had it done. Look, look, I'm saying like this. It happened in the New Testament with Paul and them, right? Remember that uh that lady who was running behind them prophesying and stuff like that. Oh, you're men of God and you know this, that, and the other. And she was saying everything that was right, but she was prophesying for gain. She was, you know, mm-hmm. saying. And they had and she had to be put in check. Mm-hmm. and the devil had to get cast out of her <laughs> you know and so as we go forth as prophets of the most high god there may be times when god will have you address a situation that you don't want to address there may be times when we have to speak to friends families and folds, countries cities nations the world and god will let you know when and how and we may not want to do that But we are, our allegiance is to God, first and foremost. My allegiance is to God, first and foremost. Everything else is secondary. He's first place. Prophets of the Most High God make sure that God is first place in our lives at all times. That we are not running around, vacillating between two opinions. Today I'm over here. Tomorrow I'm over there because today that sounds good. Tomorrow, no, we're not doing that we are going to stay focused on what god has called us to do and that's it so that's basically all i had to say today do i have any questions or comments at this time questions or comments i think i'm going to i think you guys are muted i'm going to mute everyone okay okay go ahead if any questions or comments
3: i we'll make a couple of comments on. That. Can you hear me? Okay.
1: Yes.
2: Go ahead.
3: Now, I wanna I wanna talk about. Um, I wanna briefly talk about. Um. The the prophets' ministry, uh, even though the Lord used the Old Testament
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, prophets as a, as a as a as a part of an example um, for us today, uh, the ministry has not changed. The right. calling the calling has not changed, the ministry has not changed, and and the burden that each and every prophet carries um, is specifically from the Lord, and and even even and even also, God gives His own symbolism. You know, with with prophetic acts, you, was, you were talking about prophetic acts, and you were talking about the the prophet having to lay on his side. Uh, prophets today, God gives you his own symbolism
0: mm-hmm. and what's
3: your in representation of the message because your message your experience is your message your
0: experience is
3: your message, mm-hmm. your is your message and, and your experience is is God in a season using you at that time to deliver a message to his people. Right. And just like just like the old testament prophets gave a message in season it's the same thing with the new testament prophets. Right. And, and and our faithfulness, as you mentioned, belongs to God and mm-hmm. Him alone. Mm-hmm. Now, as I was listening, because I was taking a lot of notes, um, I, I I understand the reality of Hosea, and I understand it very well. I had the same the same experience, and and so the dynamic it now watch this the dynamic of what a prophet has to endure. God gives you the grace for. Him.
2: Yes, he whatever
3: will. whatever prophet has to endure, God gives you the grace to endure it. You right. may not have an Hosea experience, you may not have an Ezekiel experience, mm-hmm. but you may have a Maria experience or a Cece experience. That that on here, God bless y'all for being on. That's your experience, and that's God's experience with you. But right. God is God you a grace to endure that. What I what I found intriguing. I mean, I was on fire as you were talking. <laughs> i literally was on fire the whole time as you were talking, as, as you were sharing. And this is why what's happening is I like I, I, I got my my my, uh, uh, my spiritual daughters on. Uh, here I am bringing, encouraging others to participate in the class for their encouragement um, and their understanding and development. But here's the Lord using the class to rebirth the prophet in me. He's, you, he's you, I feel the anointing of God. Mm-hmm. He's using the class because every time I've said, listen, I feel the fire of God. I see the cutting away the circumcision, the renewing of the covenant relationship uh-huh. in that in that particular ministry. You will follow me in that ministry. It's the same experience that I had when I first got saved. And it was acknowledged as a prophet. And I'm having the same as you started the class from the beginning. I'm feeling the fire. I'm feeling the rebirth. I was in tears as you were talking. I'm like, wow. I feel the cutting away, and even in the movement, this is for this. This is for an encouragement too, for for my spiritual daughters at home. And even in the movement that's happening, take taking place, there is there's a call to, to consecration. There's a call to consecration because right now I'm gonna tell you daughters what they're on here. There's a message that has to be released. There's a message in the body that has to be released. And before the message is released, there's a preparation, there's a cutting away, there's there's a lot that's going on, and some of your experiences are necessary um, for that preparation. And so I'm sitting, there and I'm, I'm, I'm I thank God for the class because I'm sitting there like wow. I'm sitting here early as the first time you started the class, and I said, man, God, I can feel you, Amen. I can feel, I can feel your presence, I can feel your cutting away. I can feel your renewing of the covenant, and I know that you're preparing me for a message to release. Amen. To release, you're you're preparing me. You're you're refining, you're 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 cutting away, you're removing, and you're reestablishing and restoring. Now I did have the Hosea experience. Now what? This is you think unique thing about a Hosea experience, at least for me. The Lord had to show me His love through my experience, just like what happened to Hosea. He showed me His love to the unfaithful that was birthed through that experience that was birthed now I wouldn't have been able to endure it without the grace God gives each and every one each and every prophet that's why your your ministry is unique that's why your calling is unique and that's why your experience is unique you will have the experience that's necessary for the message that has to be released and it's relative to what he's declaring to the people uh-huh. If any, if anything that I learned in my Jose experience, I learned that God loves the unfaithful. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Doesn't yep. matter. We, we we may equate it to, he did it to, he, he he was unfaithful to me, or he was unfaithful, to, uh uh to to him, her, whatever. It doesn't matter. The issue about the message is, the unfaithfulness toward the Lord, the church, unfaithfulness toward the living God, and when you have the experience. The experience becomes a reality and the message that needs to be released for the church. Amen. And that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. The prophets on here. God has given you a, a unique message through your experience as a cultivating process has taken place. And the pain that you've experienced, God has given you the burden. God is, what well, should I say? God has given you the grace uh-huh. because the pain is only for an appointed time. It is it it, come on, come on, because he's going to turn it to passion and you're going to have a great love for that man. Great love for that woman, but particularly a great love for God's people. That's the key. That's the key. In any form of unfaithfulness, the unfaithfulness is not to produce anger. The, the The unfaithfulness is not to produce anger. The unfaithfulness is to produce the love of God that's necessary for the people of God. We're no different from them, brothers. We're no different. We're in, a, we're in a hear what I'm saying. We are in a season that God is still the same today, yesterday, and forever. So there, that that's just the old covenant. We're in the new covenant. The church is the same. Just as the, come on, the nation of Israel, there is a call to true repentance. Right. There is, there is a call for reformation. There's a call to true, true repentance. There's a call. Come on, come on, of the rendement to be established. So I'm, I'm, I'm right. so proud. I'm so proud of my daughter uh, on here. Praise God, Maria. Good. To, I'm glad you're on here. CC, I'm glad you're on here. I don't know who else is on here because I can't see you. But see, what, what as you were speaking, as you were speaking, God was showing me. Okay, not everybody's committed to discipleship. Right. Not everybody's committed to discipleship. Uh huh. This is discipleship. That's why there's a few on here because not a, not come on Holy Ghost. Not everybody's, and it's okay. Because yeah. Because not every if, if if you're not committed to discipleship, you can't receive this. Mm-hmm. You can't receive See this. You got to be disciplined. That's what disciples come from. Discipline. If you're not disciplined enough to get up and spend an hour time for instruction, then you're not ready. Yeah, you're not ready. And it's OK. It's OK. And I, I want to say this because mm-hmm. I know this message is going to go beyond It's beyond StreamYard into Facebook and wherever else. Amen. Mm-hmm. That, that that God has given you the grace to release it because they, they need to hear it. Everyone right. needs to hear that you're called. And you need to get into the place of discipleship and you need to go through the process and you need to finish it mm-hmm. so God can use you. Not all this prophet line, not all this line, they're not prophets. We—we—we. We, we, what you just said, see, they're not prophets. They're not prophets. Mm-hmm. It's okay. God has raised prophets. God has apostles. God has evangelists. God has pastors. God has teachers. So I thank God for the forum. I thank Amen. God for the forum because what it's doing to me it's refining. Son, son, I got a message.
0: I'm,
3: Come I'm, on, I'm, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, I got the message. The message, the message is stirring. Yeah, you're an apostle, but I'm. watch this. I'm refining, watch this. I'm refining the grace of the prophet on you because something has to be spoken. I got to get a word to my church. I got to get the word to my leaders. I Amen. got to get the word national and international. So as you're sitting and listening, now, he's cutting away. He's cutting away, apostle, buddy. I can feel it. He's cutting away. Okay, okay, I, 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 I got to do this. Uh, okay, and, and, and as you were speaking, Apostle, I just I just had to get an empty notebook. I, I had a brand new notebook. I said, here we go. Major prophets, minor mm-hmm. prophets. Ah, Jeremiah. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And see, I've been doing a teaching on the, on the prophets during the week, but this is the key. There's a unique thing that's taking place, and I'm going to tell you, there's a reformation. Amen. There's a refining. There's a Amen. reformation. There's a refining and there's a renewing of covenant. If you're truly called to be a prophet, your covenant is being renewed. A cutting away is taking place. A cutting away is taking place because God needs your voice now. God needs you to sit in the class, do the next seven weeks, and learn and listen and let him refine you, daughter Maria. Let him refine you, CC, and those who are listening that I've encouraged you to be a part of. Amen. To God be the glory.
1: Hallelujah! Come on, Apostle Betty.
2: <laughs> oh my God, Apostle Ron almost got me. Where I can't even talk right now? <laughs> I felt that Apostle Ron. Um, glory to God. There is a an ign- an ignition going on right now. Mm-hmm. It, it's like because I I, I I've always I, the Lord told me who I was.
3: Yes. But
2: just to to know that He set me aside. Yes in This quiet place, and this is like the third time he's put me set me aside to a quiet place, yes, to where I have no other choice, I don't yes. have a choice but to listen, yes, and hear. And he said, But now it's time out to stop listening and it's time to start telling, mm-hmm. amen. You've listened long enough. Mm-hmm. I've told, I've given you so many words to say, and you still have not opened your mouth, so that's all I hear,
1: yeah,
2: right now. Is, Open your mouth, woman of God. Open your mouth. There are people waiting, there are people dying, and you have not opened your mouth. Yeah. Be like Jeremiah. You can't look at their faces. No, that's why I got you behind camera. You, you, yeah. you don't have to look at anybody's faces, just Amen. give the message. Amen. You have a message to give, and you and, and you have you can't be concerned about who's gonna hear it because yes. he's gonna direct those people to hear it that's supposed to hear it. Amen. Because the, the, whoever is assigned to my voice are going to hear the word that the Lord gives to me. So yeah. I'm just sitting here leaping on the inside because I, yeah. I, I just feel the, it's like a, the, the, the cigarette lighter. Yeah. I feel the flickering uh-huh. on, on the inside and I'm Ooh. leaping on the inside because I, I shared one time before I used to ask, well, why, do, why don't I have friends to just hang out with? Hmm. I asked that question, and he said to me, "He said the reason why I had to separate you from everybody is because I don't want people to come too familiar with you. Mm-hmm. Because if they got too familiar with you, you will not effectively minister to them and That's give it. them the word.
3: That's and it.
2: So, so, so I, I, I understand. I'm understanding with each passing week that this thing is bigger than I ever. Yeah. I can't even. I can't even wrap my head around it. Yeah. Now I just got. I just got to get. I have got to get out the way Mm -hmm. and allow this, this gifting he has given me to go before me. I can't control it. And I've been trying to control it. Why? Because people have told me, no, you just, it's just um, deja vu. No, the Lord said, no, it's not deja vu. It's you're my mouthpiece. So not having understanding and having everybody else to tell me the Lord said, stop listening to them. I created you. I yeah. informed you. I called you, and I have an I have a job for you to do. So just listen to me, and I I'm, I'm smiling now because I understand now more and more why he has put me in this place by myself.
0: Yeah.
2: All That's day funny. long, and he said you've got to just be obedient with this time I've given you. Yes. It's not about television. It's not about sitting searching the internet. It's about spending that quality time with me, so that when you open your mouth and give people the message, you will know exactly what you're talking about. Why? What because you heard directly from me. BJ would not be a part of the message. I'm just being used. He's using me. God, man can't use me, but the Lord is using me. So I'm yeah. just, I'm just excited. Week number four. I don't know what's gonna happen on next week, but I thank you apostle cross for being obedient i thank you yeah. apostle ron for just bringing up just that one little point and i yeah. felt that that switch go i'm sitting here sweating now yeah <laughs> it, yeah it was this was this yeah. was the real i thought last week was real but this just got real yeah it it, it just got real once you see the the jeremiah's and the hosea's and how yeah. how the lord just cultivated it interjects your yeah. life yeah into yeah that. Yeah, How he uses your your life. And you think you just, your life is your life. No, your life has life lessons. Amen. Your life has real life lessons. You just sit back and connect your life to the word. Like you just did, Apostle Cross, connecting by pointing out Hosea. We all know the story of Hosea. How in the world can he use, can ask this man to marry a prostitute? She go out and get pregnant. You still got to forgive her because it all coincides with the word. Amen. So yeah. nothing I go through is for me. It's all according. It's lining up with the word.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. So
2: I, I I gotta be quiet because now it's like I'm like, I'm I was sitting here, I'm like a, a Apostle John. Um I'm sitting here writing so many notes because it's like the Lord got some I got something to do when we done when we're done with this class, I got a word to get out. Amen. <laughs> oh Amen. my God.
3: So you know,
1: that's that's one of the things that As ministers of the gospel, when we speak, when we minister, it should provoke something in you. It should, um, you ought to be able to get a message out of the message, so to speak, because the the word of God is full. And so I give God the glory for that. And um, Cece, did you have anything you wanted to say before we uh, shut it down for today?
2: I don't have any questions today.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Well, God bless you. Thanks for coming. All right. So we are going to end it there and we will be back next week at the same time for another School of the Prophets. And I'm so excited. God is doing great and amazing things. Um, One of the things that I want to let you guys know, you can catch us on Roku, the Fire Stick, Apple TV. You can download the app On your iOS or Android devices, just search for the five-fold network. It's black with a gold globe in the background, and we're also on television in Chapel Hill, Carlsboro, and Hillsboro, North Carolina. Um, Spectrum, uh, I don't have the the TV station, but we're on every Sunday at 630, and then what plays at 630 on Sunday is repeated on Wednesday at 10 a.m., and we do have... Those that are on the FIFO network, their ministries are here as well as on the television networks. And we are going to be adding more local stations onto the FIFO network. And um, so, yeah, that's uh, one of the things that we're doing. If you desire to have your ministry on the FIFO network, hey, hit me up on uh, instant message or what have you. And I'd love to have a conversation. Uh, with you about that because i tell you what this is worldwide it's not just local it's not just here on the internet uh we're in several countries um brazil canada united states africa several nations in africa we're in uh um i just can't even name them all there's so many I shouldn't have my list ready, but, you know, forgive me. I'll have it next week. (laughs) But, you know, if you guys want to be on, just hit me up and we'll have a conversation about that. Other than that, uh, it's been a pleasure sharing the word of God with you today. God bless you guys. You have a great day. And go ahead, Apostle Ron.
3: Uh, uh, My daughter Maria is on here. Um, She just popped back on here. I want to find out if she had any, any comment or statement. Maria? I hope she can hear us. Maria?
4: Hey! Hey! Sorry, my phone died.
3: Okay.
4: But I had to hurry up and grab the charger. Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't Did want to. I didn't comment
4: anything. I just want to thank you, Apostle Allison, for, for your class. I mean, it's awesome. I I love it. I love how you teach, and how I'm learning, and I'm trying to soak everything in. Amen. And so, um, I mean, when you say speak, right, uh, Friday, I had a, I had an encounter with a couple of people that mm-hmm. were, I mm-hmm. seen them that they needed, they needed, God told me go up to them and speak to them. Mm-hmm. And and so I did. And I asked them if I can pray for them. Mm-hmm. One was having a pain on his arm and the other woman was having issues with, um, with voices in her head. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were. They were antagonizing her and stuff like that. So she, I had her sit down, and I just prayed with her. I mean, her demeanor just changed, Lord and I believe, and and I believe that that you know, when God says, "Speak, speak," don't mm-hmm. be afraid because He needs us at that moment. Amen. And okay. so I'm so excited for the rest of the the teachings that you have. Um, I'm 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 like, what? How how do I get to? um the other ones that i have missed i think i missed like maybe two classes that you had cuz i'm i'm putting up a binder together for that and um mm-hmm. I have all your all, all all your all the notes that i have written and stuff like that so um i'm so excited i just wanted to thank you and um miss betty um your encouraging words as well thank you for that um i always said you know how, god how come how come I don't I don't have friends? <laughs> now I know why. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I do
4: have friends, but there's uh I don't know. There's sometimes when God says okay, and sometimes when he's like, no, step back. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't you don't gotta have then not and I had to learn that not everybody was gonna is gonna like me. Amen. Amen. You know, and it's okay. I learned that. Okay. It
0: is, <laughs> it is okay. So I just want to
4: thank you guys so much. And um, I can't wait to continue to uh, get on these lives.
1: Amen. Uh, The question that you asked was, how could you get the other one? (laughs) If you have the FIFO network downloaded onto your cell phone or tablet, or if you have a Roku device um, under the FIFO network, you can find all of our teachings on um, the School of the Prophets.
4: Okay. I'll do that right now as
1: soon as I get off. Okay. Well, God bless you. not a problem, God. You guys have a wonderful weekend. I tell you what, God has so much in store. I, I'm mm-hmm. excited. I'm excited what God is doing. You know, I'm excited for the the cutting away of flesh, so that I'm I'm excited mm. the old wine skins are gone. I'm excited that we are walking in a new season in our lives. God is doing it. Amen. He's doing it. Oh yes, Lord, He's doing it, y'all. He is doing it. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered in the heart of man, the things that God has in store for you, man of God. So everyone be blessed. You have a wonderful week and we'll see you back here next week for another School of the Prophets. Bye-bye.
4: Bye.
0: Wasn't that an awesome teaching? We look forward to you tuning in each week for more teachings from Apostle Allison J. Cross founder of Fire and Rain Ministries. You can follow us on Facebook, Roku, The Fire Stick, Apple TV, iTunes, and more under the Five Fold Network. To contact the ministry, you can reach us at 252-764-5685 or email us at, at gmail.com. God bless you and see you next time.